It is something that needs to be done. A lot of people don't want to make the changes in the relationship because they're afraid it's going to make things worse. And so they continue to stay in the toxic behaviors and dynamics. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, Our Path to a Happy Marriage. That's not too bad. Yeah, for the, pretty good for the first For the time. first round, easy yeah. peasy. It's like riding a bike and falling off a horse and <laughs> all those other easy things. Not bad. Not bad at all. Our path to a happy marriage. Wait, let me guess. Going on as many cruises as you can. No, 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 no. Okay. That's what we're doing now. That's because we have a happy marriage. This is true. This is what true. has been our path to get to where we have been? We've been married 30 years in four months. Yeah. In four months, we'll be, have been married 30 years. We've known each other for 32 years. Yeah, we have. And we still like each other. We do. We we not just like each other, we uh, like each other more today than the day that we actually met. The It's been kind of a nice curve going upwards. Yeah. We're trending positive. We're trending positive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Um, what's made that happen? Because it hasn't always been this way. No, it has been a long and windy. Yeah trip for sure. Where do you think the divider is? Uh, Before we kind of get into our story, was there a point when it's like, okay, right here, right now, we're able to identify things are getting better now. We are, something's changed and we, we've learned the tools or we've gotten something and now we're actually doing better rather than just surviving. Cause I think I know where that line is for me, but I'm curious what that line is for you. Um, I can't think of any particular line, like on this okay. date. No, no. Start, um, I I see different times. Th- there are several different places along the lines where we did things to help make our marriage better for where we were at. Okay. So like we did some marriage counseling yep. after our daughter was born. She was like maybe eight, yep. 10 months or something like yep. that, or around a year old, somewhere okay. in there. That was probably a boost and for sure. That was that was the first thing that helped us understand each yeah, other better. Clearly, clearly. There were, there were things that we just didn't understand about each other, and that was yeah. very clarifying. So that was the first yep. kind of step in that. Uh, for me personally, I think when I started um, doing personal counseling, yeah, I don't know how many years into our marriage that was, and learning about myself and working a- on myself. Okay, so yeah. let's do a quick pause on that really quick, because that would be one of the major lines or delineators in in our journey for me. Um, I can I can look back and go if one certain thing didn't happen I do not think I would be the person I am today and I would not have the marriage we have today and that was uh, meeting somebody yes who opened my eyes to this concept called self awareness understanding why I do what I do and trying to figure out how to become the healthiest version of myself right. um, it was a professor in college. I ended up actually going on and doing some work with him, as in being employed by him. 
Um, he was a therapist. He is single-handedly the most influential person in my life sure. who has shaped the direction and the path that we have taken to become the healthiest version of myself. Yes. And you're saying doing some counseling helped you become the healthiest version of yourself. Yes. Started that process. Yes. That's one of the most important principles right now that I would suggest if you're going to be getting healthy in your relationship is, is the healthiest people tend to have the healthiest relationships. And if you don't start there, if you don't start by looking at yourself first, if you're so distracted by your own pain and just going, man, my husband's driving me crazy. My wife is just driving me nuts. And if only they would change, I'd be happy. That's not actually where it starts. You have to start here and, and make the decision that says, I want to become the healthiest version of who I can be. Now, when two people are doing that at the same time, when we're trying to outdo each other by getting as healthy as possible, now it's just a fun race because it benefits both of us. Right. Would your marriage benefit from having one-on-one time with Paul and I? How about spending seven days with us learning how to apply all the tools you've heard about on the Secure Marriage Podcast to your own marriage? Better yet, how about doing all of that in a warm, sunny, stunningly beautiful part of the world? You're invited to be one of only seven couples to join us on our first ever marriage cruise in February 2023. We'll be sailing out of Los Angeles for the tropical waters of Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan, Mexico. While on the cruise, you'll get to stay in your own spacious balcony cabin aboard the beautiful Navigator of the Seas by Royal Caribbean. You'll also enjoy delicious food, stunning entertainment, and plenty of free time to get reacquainted with your spouse. If you want a memorable way to make your marriage better, go to Secure Marriage com forward slash cruise and submit your application. Time's running out and we only have space for a few more couples. So don't delay. While on the crew, while on the crew, why can't I say that word? Cruise. <laughs> while on the cruise, boy, cruise. cruise, time's running out and we only have space. F- <laughs> and when you're getting healthy, it's not easy. Yeah. When you're doing the work, it's hard. Yeah. And sometimes you can be oh. very hard to be around. Those were and some days. Yeah. Particularly for me, it, I was a mess. Yeah. When I was able to start changing how I viewed myself, what I believed about myself, I was able to actually start seeing beyond myself. Yeah. That's and, a great way of putting it. And so I was able to start actually putting into you more and giving yeah. you more. Seeing and, beyond your own pain. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, Obviously, counseling has been part of our story. But again, it comes back to another principle, which is we allowed other people to speak into our marriage because I was as smart as a bag of rocks. I I didn't know. And there's no way in the world you're going to go from a place of ignorance to a place of wisdom or experience without having someone who's already been there who can guide you along the way. You have to find that person. And this is back in the days. This is in the 90s, everybody. So this is pre-internet. This is, we didn't have cell phones. We we were still using yellow pages and having to look things up manually and phones were still connected to the walls. And the only options at that point were really only two options. You either go to a pastor and have them do some pastoral counseling or you could go to a professional counselor counselor and do marriage counseling. Right. And back we in did. those days, yeah. going to a counselor was like had very, some stigma connected yes, to it. Very big. Very much. But we made the choice to go because Easily. we just wanted yeah. to get our marriage better. Now did we go for five, six, seven years? 
No, we didn't. How many sessions did we go? Maybe 10. Yeah, it wasn't that many. This wasn't a huge investment of time or energy or money, but it did give us foundational tools that was like, oh, I remember this. I'm glad this person can speak into this. And again, they were further down the road. They helped inform and educate us. So you don't have to, you don't have to do 10 years of counseling and, you know, $50,000 of counseling bills. Do something that is going to give you the basic tools. Right. Good. So, okay. Counseling, self-awareness. Those are big steps along our path. What else do you remember? Um, I can think of one more kind of major turn for me. We'll go ahead and name it. You want me to get it? Yeah. Early in our marriage, I was clearly codependent. I had no idea how to become my own self, term is differentiate, how to become my own self around you and your feelings. Mm -hmm. And I was constantly trying to save, rescue, prevent you from having negative feelings. If you had negative feelings, I thought it was my fault. And I would try to change myself to try to fix. Again, I was a mess. I'm embarrassed of who I was as a young husband to you. And I can remember making the shift that says, I've got to deal with this piece. And so I read a book on male codependency. It's written by Robert Glover and it's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And it opened my eyes to some of my own dysfunctional relational behaviors that I was doing towards you. And I remember starting to change my behaviors towards you. Yes, I remember that. (laughs) Talk about messing things up because our system was working. It wasn't a healthy system, but it was working. It was working. It was like having broken teeth and gears, but the teeth were all broken in the right places. So they weren't, they weren't interfering with each other. And when I started to change, I thought you didn't love me anymore. Yes, you did. (laughs) Because I didn't love you the same way that I had been loving you. You had been loving me in a very codependent way, which was actually holding me back from growing and building resilience in our marriage. And when you started to make those changes in yourself and for yourself, you did not handle our fights or my emotions or my needs the same way. Yeah. And it felt like you just didn't care. Yeah. That's you, a good you weren't taking care yeah. of me like all of my needs all of the time as yeah. deeply as you could. Yeah. And you weren't happy. <laughs> I didn't like it at first. You didn't like me or, at all. No, I didn't understand it. No. I didn't get it. That was hard. Um, that was a hard season. It was season. very hard. But was it worth it? Oh my gosh. Looking absolutely. back on it now. Yes, absolutely. So that comes back to another principle that we're just going to keep kind of weaving into our conversation here, which is when one person starts to change and get healthy, trying to get healthy, it does cause a little bit of fireworks. It causes a little bit of friction. Dysregulation. But it's a positive pain. It is something that needs to be done. A lot of people don't want to make the changes in the relationship because they're afraid it's going to make things worse. And so they continue to stay in the toxic behaviors and dynamics. Or they start to change and then it stirs things up and then they go, oh, this isn't working. This isn't working. I better do something different. And if they had just gone a little bit farther and gotten over that, they would have found out the glory side of it all. The other principle around this is, is when one person starts to get healthier and change, it 
creates an invitation for the other person to become healthier. You didn't walk away. You didn't say, screw you, and I'm going to go find some other codependent guy. You wrestled through it with me. And do you think that it's helped you become a better person? Well, of course. Absolutely. This is what we try to keep telling people all the time in this podcast and in the tools and the programs that we release, which is you don't have to wait for your spouse to be on board before you can make your marriage better. By changing yourself, by getting healthy, by working on your own stuff, you get better and the marriage by default gets better. It does come with a little bit of fireworks. It does. For me, when you stopped trying to make sure that I was happy all the time and fix my feelings and and make sure I didn't get my feelings hurt, that actually hindered me from growing in those areas and building resilience and being able to handle when when you would tell me that I'd done something that hurt you or or when you did have disappointed feelings. I couldn't handle that because I hadn't had that chance to build those within myself. Yes, exactly. So when so that was kind of like a double whammy for me. So now you're not taking care of me like you should. Yep. And now I don't you have, have to sp- grow and get stronger on your own. Yes. And you're <clears> like, <throat> I trust that you are able to take care of your feelings on your own. Yeah. Not in a rude way or anything. And I didn't know how to do it. And I was like, why are you trusting me with this? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. You're telling me that I can and I have no clue how. Yeah. So I had to grow. Yeah. If I could rewind the clock, I would probably do that season better by telling you I'm going to be making these changes. I just kind of just did it to you with no heads up. I think you did it because number one, it's like, I just have to make this change or I'm not going to. And number two, I think if you had tried to explain it to me or tell it to me, there would have been resistance from me, which would have discouraged you. Yep. So regardless, I I don't regret how it was done. Regardless, we we made it through it. Yeah. And I'm so glad I built resilience. I learned how to do it. It wasn't easy. And we found ways for me to be able to say, okay, I need you now. Can you help me? Yeah. Not as a I'm not as you going. I don't want you to feel that. But now it's actually a beneficial caring for me as opposed to an unhealthy caring. Yeah. What I'm hearing as we're talking about this, and again, I'm just kind of looking at trends, even describe our own story here. It sounds like the beginning of our marriage, the first several years, we were learning how to just function together. Yeah. And that's where things like communication and values and things come in. You have to get really, really good at those things. Because we had four little kids at the time, we were in maintenance mode. We were just trying to keep our heads above water and make sure nobody was running out of the house without pants on it was it was exhausting and the availability for us to spend energy or time focusing on the connection part was not as present we were no. just we were just functioning and probably focusing on conflict resolution, trying to make sure we aren't hurting each other's feelings, making sure we're being caring towards each other and making sure that when we stepped on each other's toes that we could resolve that conflict. It isn't until after our kids got a little older that we grew and matured in who we were, become wiser and more self-aware that we could then start focusing on the emotional connection piece. 
pursuing your heart, understanding deeper areas of who you were just because the house wasn't on fire and right. we had more time we, and availability. We were exhausted yeah, because yeah. all of our energies were going into the kids. And so now in the third decade, at the end of our third decade of marriage, we get to go do things that are focused on connection, like a lot of cruises. But even better, you you and I get the best of both worlds here. And this is something not available to everyone else out there. Well, technically it is, but most people won't do this. Doing this, podcasting. Yeah, this has been so creating good. Creating programs around marriage. Um, we're filming this right now, so doing the video of this. Um, focusing on actually the process of marriage, I think has helped us get to even a deeper level in our own marriage because we talk about it all the time. We're always thinking about it. And if we can't apply it in our own relationship, if if we're talking out our butt here because behind the scenes we're yelling and screaming at each other and we don't actually care about each other, then this would be a waste of time. Oh my goodness. Major hypocrites. But that would be heartbreaking. Wouldn't that be terrible? It would. And that's not to say that we don't have fights. No, and we say this all the time. We don't have a perfect marriage. But we do have a secure marriage. Yes, so we do have fights. Yes, yes. We have good ones sometimes. Yep. But they don't destroy our marriage. No, no. We're still respectful and kind to one another when yeah. we have fights. Being kind and nice are different. Yes. Because sometimes kind feels mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying oh, it honey. does. Oh, um, honey. But yes, yeah. they're not like they were when we first got married and yeah. up, up until, you know, however many years ago. I don't feel like the whole world is coming to an end yeah. when we have a fight like I used to. Yep. This is the kind of the last principle in this, which is when you make marriage your number one priority, and we happen to have a medium to do that. We're producing a podcast, we're making videos, I'm building websites, I'm, we're speaking and teaching around marriage. Right. That makes marriage a major priority in our time and energy, but it makes marriage easier because it's always at the forefront right. of our brains. And so couples who are wanting to make their marriage better simply talk about it. Start talking about it more and more. How are we doing as a couple? What can I do better in the fight we had last night? What am I missing? How can I love you better? Here's how you can love me better. Hey, let's go get emotionally connected. If you're again, early in the marriage, you got kiddos who are just driving you nuts and you're in that kind of survival mentality of the marriage. Focus on the conflict resolution. I want to make sure that you know that I care about you. I want to make sure that I'm not hurting your feelings. I want to make sure that I'm listening and understanding your needs in this exhausting time that we're having right right now. Focus on those things in those seasons of whatever relation, wherever your relationship is right now. I'm just going to clarify because you did make it sound like the only reason why we have a good marriage and that we put focus on our marriage first is because we do do. these podcasts and we do workshops and all that stuff. Even if we never did another podcast or another marriage workshop or another marriage group cruise, these would still be important to us and we would still be focusing on these because our marriage is important and we love where we're at now and we don't want to lose that and we just want it to get better and better and better. I can say that me as a husband, me as a male, a man, I define a successful man not by the size of my bank account or the titles that I have, even though I like both. Okay. I'm not going to lie. But if I had a ton of money, if I had 
um, uh, prestigious title or position in a job, but you and I weren't connected. If we didn't have a good marriage, if we were just in survival mode and not being connected, I would not say that I have led a successful life. This is how I define success. And for some men out there who are listening, that might be a hard thing to say because that's a whole new concept to you or you do define success by having a bigger bank account than your buddy or having a newer car or whatever that is. I can't emphasize it enough that those things will bring temporary happiness but this will bring long-term yeah, happiness. This isn't sure. a, something that I'm investing into and I want to get better at it. And we invite everyone else who's listening to try to get better at this. We're yeah. giving, we're doing this episode as a way of encouraging other people so that they can say, oh, we get to see you three decades into your marriage. You guys must have had it easy or you guys, you don't, uh-uh. you, you don't know what I'm facing. You're right. We don't know exactly what you're facing, but we do know that you can learn these principles, you can grow in these skills, and you can have a beautiful marriage. Yeah, for sure. I'm hap- I happen to be married to the most beautiful woman out there, so you guys are going to have to kind of deal with dealing with second or third choices there, but I, I'm married to the most beautiful woman here, and that definitely does make it easier for me. So, you know, good luck with that. Hope that works out <laughs> for you guys. But other than that, I guess I'd wrap up by saying we want marriages to be better. We want people to join us in our journey and we want to create tools and resources to make that happen. So if you're going, man, how do we do that? We don't have that guy who's spoken to our lives. We haven't done marriage counseling yet. We haven't had that person who's further down the road to be able to tap into. Actually, if you're listening to this, you do right now. Even if you don't know us personally, you're not getting to sit in our living room and I wasn't, yeah. you weren't a client of mine and I didn't, wasn't your therapist. Um, I've built these tools and these are the same resources I gave my clients and the same tools we use in our relationship. Yep. And for a heck of a lot cheaper than marriage counseling, you can start to get these tools and learn from someone who's further down that road. And again, it's not going to be the be all end all. It doesn't solve every problem out there, but it gives you enough of the basic tools to say we're not lost anymore. Yeah. And now we got to learn how to use them. And now we're going to start practicing them. And your marriage will get better. We know that if you get these tools and you use them, yes, absolutely, your marriage will get better. And that's what we want for everyone out there. We do. Because again, we don't have a perfect marriage, but... We do have a secure marriage. And we want you guys to have one too. Yeah. So securemarriage.com is where you can go find all those things. Securemarriage.com. Um, we actually just built a whole new free little mini course, cost you nothing to kind of watch uh, how to get your spouse to change if they're driving you nuts. Here's, it's a 12 minute little course you can go through. Again, free, cost you nothing. Mm-hmm. Lots of tools out there for lots of folks. So, are we good? I think so. Lovely. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. All seven of you, we hope that um, this is helpful. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.